Welcome back to Faith FM this morning. Brand new week. You are joined by the um L the LS team. Uh, my name is Lawson. Sitting across from me is Sven. Sven answering. Sven, great to see you this morning. Great to have you here. Great to be here. We've had a few different hosts and whatnot, you know, hanging around this place while Lyle is away up in Brisbane preaching an evangelistic series. But now we get you back. Fantastic. It's good to be here. How good is that? What are you Mm. grateful for this morning? Well, I'm I'm grateful for a warm room. You know, when I woke up this morning and I checked the weather, it was four degrees where uh-huh. I lived. So so it's pretty cold out there, yeah. but it's it's nice to be here with the Faith FM crew. Oh, that's nice so boring. good. Man, I tell you what I'm grateful for this morning. So um I put my phone on charge last night. We have to be up I have to be up pretty early to get here on Faith FM to Faith FM on time. I put my phone on charge last night uh, after it ran flat, but I forgot to take one crucial step, which is then to turn it on so that I hear the alarms. And so I, you know, go to sleep. I actually, yeah, plug my phone in, go to sleep. So what time do you normally get up? Usually to be here, I'm up at like 5.30. 5.30, okay. So put my, and that's so I can like shower and prepare and everything like that. Um, Prayer. Yeah, have prayer, you know, read my Bible, everything. Uh, Anyways, put my phone on charge, go to sleep, and I wake up to the whelping and wailing of uh, my new dog. So uh, my family just got a dog. It's a... So what breed is it? It's a blue healer. It's a little blue healer named Ned. It's super cute and awesome. I wake up to its whelping and wailing because everyone else had left the house except for me. And I'm like, wait, if everyone's left the house, what time is it? And I I should be gone too. Turn my phone on and it's like 6.30 and I like do a front flip into the car and drive... You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. What's happening in a positively different news right across the world? Okay, Lawson. I okay. Today's a bit of a theme. I I, mm-hmm. I kind of like themes, mm-hmm. but today we're looking at an animal theme. So so this is really cool. So so our stars are really animals, or at least you know they're they're what we're really thinking about. And our one of our listeners actually sent in this news. Um, item which is really cool um we've got a rat in cambodia now normally you don't think of rats being super good uh, no because they carry a lot of disease Yuck. and all that kind of stuff but this uh <laughs> rat is named magua okay magua has ha- had an amazing stellar career he's a star in cambodia uh, okay how so okay so so what magua does is he is light enough to run across the fields and sniff things which might be uh, landmines, and then he'll run back to his trainers and tell them that it is actually a landmine. It could be explosive. So they move in, they they um, uh, they you know take it out, and they save a lot of kids' lives and uh, villagers' lives. It's amazing. And so so Magua says all of that. He, he, he runs is. back. He scurries on his all fours, and then he says, "Hey guys, what's up? My name's Magua. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that there's a bomb in the middle of the field. It's you know 50 meters ahead. You know, is that what? Oh, he's... of course he does in rat language. He, of course he does. Okay, okay. What is <laughs> so, how how do they decipher rat language? Well, he he's got trainers, and mm-hmm. and his uh, trainers um, teach him 
how to find explosives uh-huh. to come back to the trainers and to tell them uh-huh. in rat language, which of course they understand and, and, and literally. Um, so he, he's um, uh, he's found uh, seventy five sorry seventy one landmines and thirty eight pieces of unexploded ordnance. That is a and, stellar career, and he's he's uh, cleared more than one hundred forty one thousand square meters of land. It's amazing. It's awesome. Amazing, and so he he's done an amazing uh, job, and he's getting he's getting a bit kind of um, slowing down a bit. So they've said to him, Magua, it's it's time for you to retire. But he's he's won medals. Uh, he he's he's on top of the charts in Cambodia. For being the landmine sniffing rat, how this cool is, is that? This is the only good rat. Maybe this guy and the rat from Ratatouille. That's that's it. They're the only good rats. There are no more good rats outside of these guys. Well, well, the thing is, is he he's got. There's a whole team of these landmine smelling rats because the thing is, you need to be light. Mm. You need to be light on the ground because if you're heavy, you'll run over and, and boom, blow you're up. gone. Yeah, exactly. So so he's really cool. So so that's the first, and that was shared with us from a listener. So. Uh, we, oh, we shout out! Yeah, we do really enjoy uh, listeners sharing uh, with us their good news or good news stories. Um, the, the second one I want to share this morning is this: is that after twenty years, so th- this is kind of good for the animals. It's probably a bit more negative for uh, maybe the human race a little bit. But after twenty years, police have finally caught a a tiger killer in. Um, in Bangladesh. Oh, wow. So so um, he was on the run for 20 years. He was killing tigers and uh, they were looking for him and they finally caught him. Um, and and the police chief has said, yep, they, they've, they've got him, which is amazing. And and whenever the police would move into the area, he would he would escape. So now they've finally caught him. And and the thing is, Lawson, is this, is that when you, when you do a search of, of this story, or or any other story, and you see photos of these tigers. It is it is stunning. Look at the stripes are incredible. They're, they're so beautiful. And do you know, Lawson? The other mm. thing as well is that no two tigers have the same stripe pattern. Yeah. So so it's like our fingerprints. Um, it's we're talking about beautiful, beautiful animals. And guess what? Even if you can't pat a tiger here on earth, there'll come a day when in heaven a new earth. We'll all get to not only pat a tiger, but even ride a tiger as well. How mm. cool is that? Yeah. So, so previously the, the tigers were endangered. They, they were getting down to, to about a thousand um, species of the Bengal tiger in the world. And they're starting to catch these, um, these poachers, these, these um, tiger killers. And uh, they've got one. So I think that's an amazing story. I love tigers. Um, I, I love good rats as well. Uh, but tigers kind of are really cool too. So, mm. so that's, that's amazing. And then there's another story uh, that I found uh, today, which is really, really cool. And that is this. Is it a little bit more, you know, um, back to home? Um, yeah. You know, a little bit closer to home, I should say. And uh, there's, a, there's a guy called um, Matt Campbell, and he's a, he's a scientist. And he, he lives uh, on the southeast side of, of um, Victoria. Mm-hmm. And uh, he... He has made it his mission to find out all of the animals living on his property. Oh so, yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I, I, for me, I live on two acres, and two I know acres. that there's definitely one. Uh, one is that you? Th- no. Oh. 
Sven. My dog, bro. I was just okay, talking okay, about okay, my dog. dog. Okay, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, this guy needs to then have a considerable amount of land. Well, not even, actually. I'm just thinking, like, there could be possums on the roof. There could be birds, you know, in the yes. trees. Blue tongue lizards. Mm-hmm. So he lives on 4.5 hectares. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so go, go to Google, go to uh, the web to calculate what that, how many that is in acres, mm. um, if you're not sure. But he has found 1,200 animals, uh, species, on his property. Just in four and a half hectares. Four and a half hectares. So blue-tongued lizards. He, he's, um, uh, he's found so many. He's found all, uh, all different kind of moths. And uh, I mean, look, you know, some of these we take kind of for granted. Yeah. Uh, you know, that you know, we think, oh, you know, whatever they're, they're flying around, whatever. But he has actually found uh, one thousand two hundred species. Amazing. That's incredible. I think that's just like you know, when you start counting the stars and they become innumerable. I think it's a similar thing. There's just so much that's amazing. Right? You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. All right, okay, so we are going to just, uh, in our serious news this morning, we're going to pick up on something that uh, Lyle had talked about once or twice, but there's this a specific case here that I read where it actually was quite shocking, um, and it started to reveal something to me that I, I then kind of went down the rabbit hole with and saw that this is a common trend. So in uh, Middle Eastern countries, not all of them, but particularly uh, in, you know, the... Uh, Western Asia region and then out to, you know, uh, when we talk about the Middle East and whatnot. Uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about Pakistan today. They have, uh, as a result of blasphemy, the, the, the sentence or the, um, yeah, the sentence for that is death. Like the, wow. the punishment of blasphemy, uh, specifically Ooh. against Islam is, is death. Now, I don't, you know, I'm not going to say here, and this is a, you know, a reflection of, of Islam as a whole or whatever it may be. No, no, this is just, you know, the civil penalty in Islam for, in Pakistan for blasphemy against Islam is death. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, like any law, I guess that would have varying degrees and whatnot. But from what I've read so far, there's varying degrees are very low, uh, because yeah, people can receive death from sending text messages. And I wanted oh. to highlight a story this morning. We've kind of explored this idea before and talked about this, but I wanted to highlight this story because this goes even further into the realm of just pure Christian oppression and evil. Uh, basically, this story is of uh, a couple. Uh, their their names are Shagufta Kuza and uh, her husband as well. They have four kids together and they were jailed in 2013 and sentenced to death in 2014 for sending blasphemous text messages. Now, the issue with this, well, there's lots of issues with this, but the issue with this case specifically is that both of these people and the rest of their family are firstly Christian, but also illiterate. They can't read and they can't write. Right. And there's never been any evidence. That was confirmed not only by them, but through the testimony of their friends, of co-workers, of people who knew them, that they were completely illiterate. And then they're being charged for sending text messages that were in English. So somebody has it out for them. 
Exactly. That, that's what I'm I'm making out here. And this is so. this is what we're we're beginning to to see now. Thankfully, the result of this case uh, that we now have after seven years of being on death row, they have finally been acquitted of their mm, crimes, which is fantastic because there are a number of like literally hundreds of people who are sentenced and do receive death um, for this. They they appealed their death penalty in 2016. I think the biggest the biggest point of contention in the case was the fact that they are illiterate. Secondarily, they weren't in the possession of the phone that sent this text message. It was in their name, but apparently it had been lost for a month. And now in my mind, I start to kind of get a bit of a picture here of a, you know, a couple different possibilities. And that's what they, they brought into court, you know, reasonable doubt. They were like, Hey, you know, if they don't have the phone, well then there's reasonable doubt to say, and they come up with a bunch of scenarios, which the court heard and ultimately accepted, which is that either, you know, they had lost the phone to someone who had grabbed the phone, who was maybe a very uh, zealous Christian and just got on the phone and just started texting to everyone, uh, you know, Jesus bless you all, he's the real God, something like that. Or this could be, you know, very malicious, premeditated, someone had it mm. out for this family because of, because of a number of things and then use their faith as a leverage point to be able to prosecute them. And I guess it, it comes back to, you know, how, how would you define what blasphemy is mm. in terms of, you know, it, it sounds like it, it could be quite subjective here. And I guess on one hand, you've got the, you know, blasphemy. On the other hand, uh, you know, what about religious freedom? What about the, the freedom to actually uh, preach, mm. you know, what you really believe is is true? And um, um, and then, of course, in this situation, you've got also the other issue that, that you know, uh, they are being falsely charged mm. uh, for, for a crime they never did. Mm. And, and was it a crime? And was it a crime? Mm. Well, this is actually, this is how it went down. Essentially, there's this guy here, the accuser, Muhammad Hussein. Uh, Muhammad Hussein. <clears throat> he was praying after breaking Ramadan on the 18th of July, 2013, in a mosque. And he's praying at around 10 p.m. His phone vibrated. He texted it. And he stated that at that point, after finishing prayer, he checked his phone and found blasphemous text messages insulting both the, Maha- uh, both the Prophet Muhammad and the Quran. Well, I would like to to actually. Well, first of all, what did that text message actually say? Uh, uh, we don't have that information. Well, that this would be is, really this good. is the big thing that we mm. need to because there there is very much the case where they're just like the Prophet Muhammad is bad, but Muhammad is bad, and the Quran is bad, and it's not true, and and whatever it may be. But there's also very much the possibility where they could the the text could have been like Jesus is God, mm. which inherently insults. Um, you know, Muhammad, because like, even though Jesus is included in the Quran, uh, he, it's, it's blasphemous in Islam to say that he is God. Therefore, you know, you're insulting the teachings of the prophet Muhammad, um, and by inference, insulting, insulting Muhammad, insulting the Quran. And then you could make a case that, oh, they deserve death because of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but my thing is, it's like, why then, if you are going to intentionally insult the Quran and Muhammad, why would you send it to uh, 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 someone in your phone who you know is a worshipper of that um, and that you would report you if you were to do so? Like, there's just so mm. many holes in this case. And again, the text message was in English and these people can't even read and write. I think it points to the whole um, lack of of process in this justice mm. system 
where you know okay so somebody uh somebody charged them somebody uh turned them in uh for for receiving a text message but mm. but i think it's really important that the the justice system actually does an investigation before mm-hmm. they they're put in prison and on death row mm-hmm. um so so there's a whole um, issue there, which which mm. just hasn't been followed through. Yeah, hundred percent, and and it's good that well it was it was appealed and they did an mm. investigation and they you know uh, speculated it on reasonable mm. doubt and they ultimately come came to a good conclusion. And so yeah, I praise the Lord, mm. praise the Lord. But we need to be praying for these countries that uh, people receiving persecution there can mm. be helped. Okay, I just we have twenty seconds here, and I just wanted to explain. Coming up, we have we're gonna have a series in, of interviews about uh, the new a new song collective album. It's called Endure, and so we're gonna have a number of interviews followed by their songs with Carly Fletcher, Anna Beaton, and Neville Peter. Please continue listening uh, because it is gonna be awesome. These are really awesome new tracks. Amazing stuff happening in Australian Adventist Christian music. Uh, so keep listening now. Welcome back to Faith FM. Continuing on with the show this morning, we've come to our interview section. We've got a bit of a special interview this morning. We're going to have multiple people, but firstly, we are talking to Carly Fletcher. Carly Fletcher Kachansky, how are you, Carly? Yeah, going well, thank you. Oh, so good. So this morning, we are talking to you all about the new album from our new song collective. Now, this is a group of artists coming together and you know getting on for their next project, and we just want to get into all the things to do with it, and specifically your song as well. But first thing I want to ask, the new song collective, it's new album, what's the theme for that and what's what's the thoughts behind it? So the theme that we went with this time was Endure, mm-hmm. like endurance. Yeah, just basically we really wanted to encourage people to keep keep going and no matter what's happening in the world, mm. just to hold, hold on to God and stay strong in the faith. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so that's the main theme. Oh, epic stuff. And now there, there are a number of artists, very many artists on this album that I've, I've seen and I've heard so far. And, and how, how's the creative process been? Have you been interacting with those guys a little bit, you know, coming up with different thoughts and ideas? Um, yeah. So basically we, we contact different artists to see if they're willing to write a song and get involved. And then, mm. then we kind of leave it up to them to come up with their song and, we may give them a little bit of advice or critique and we get the same for our songs too, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then we try and just bring it all together into a cohesive project to kind of really tell a story and share that theme wider and wider. Mm. Now, I'd just love to get into your track specifically, Carly. Behold, this is our God featuring Andy Priego. I'd love to just know, you know, what has been your thoughts and how is that related to the topic of endure. Mm, yeah, I guess for that one, I was reading the Bible and just found that beautiful verse in Isaiah. I'm not sure of the exact reference at the moment, but it basically just talks about how when we're standing before God, we'll be saying or singing to him, behold, this is our God. Mm. We've waited for him and he will save us. So it's like, yeah, looking at the end point of endurance. So, you endure in order to get to that point where you get to see God face to face and meet the God who saved you. Oh, powerful. Um, yeah, so that's what that's where that came from. 
Mm. <laughs> I- I'd love to ask because I've, I've listened to the song and it's very, I would say, classic Carly. I, I think, you know, when I hear it, you have a very distinct style. And I, I listen to it, I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. What has been your kind of creative process of that? It's also featuring uh, Andy Priego. You know, how did he get on the project? Mm. And, and what does it look like kind of making that and, and uh, putting it all together? It usually starts just sitting down at a keyboard and, yeah, just working out the chords and basic tune and words. Mm. And then um, I've got a really good friend, Ruth Daly, and she's really passionate about doing, like, music videos Mm. and, like, singing groups. So I contacted her and I was like, hey, can you help me put together, like, a little mini choir for this song. Mm. Yeah, so there's people from Mexico, Andy's from Mexico, mm. and the other people, and then there's some from America as well. So it was really cool just to see, even during COVID, you know, we can be using all sorts of people and putting it all together to make a song. Mm, epic um, stuff. Yeah. No, that's really cool. No, we've uh, we've talked to another artist on the album, uh, Candice Bergen, before about her process of going about it. And how you know she's been doing a lot of mm-hmm. lot of things uh, you know, online, uh, sourcing music yeah. and and uh, you know singers and different you know parts of the harmonies and whatnot. So it's really awesome to see that the production work is still getting done even with the uh, the hurdle of COVID because we have the ability to yeah. send music backwards and forth. That's really awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. It's awesome how you can utilize the body of Christ too, like mm. find people who have skills that you don't have and then, you know, use them and put that all together. Mm. Oh, mm. For sure. I'd love to just finally know where can we be able to listen to it? Uh, where will we be able to get a hold of it? Mm. Yeah, well, I guess you could contact Faith FM and we can make copies available there if people mm. want to. Um, get it through you guys. Also, we have a website, a new song collective.com, and we're working on getting it on all the online platforms as well. So that should be up within the next few weeks, hopefully. Mm. Oh, awesome stuff. Carly, thank you so much for joining us this morning and uh, telling us all about uh, this new project. Well, thanks so much, Lawson, and we'll have to get you doing some more singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We wait with earnest expectation We trust firmly in your word The signs are pointing to your coming Fulfilled just as you have said
trust Deception is all around us Keep your eyes firmly on Jesus Though the darkness may seem to You know, artist name Anna Beaton, uh, real name yeah. Anna Lindbeck. Uh, dude, how's life? Oh, awesome. Life is awesome. How are you going? Oh, dude, I am also loving life here at Faith FM. Just just being able to talk to people about amazing things. And obviously the amazing thing we're talking about today is, you know, your recent musical exploits with the new new song collective album, Enjoy. So, yeah, uh, we've we've already talked to Carly, gotten some idea of, of the background there. And we're just, Anna, as, as an artist who's featured here on Faith FM before and on this 
project. We'd love to just get your thoughts behind this song itself, how it relates to the topic of Endure. So yeah, just mm. go for it. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, Fill Your Lungs actually was quite an enduring process to write. Um, <laughs> I don't know, last year I was in lockdown a lot and so I, I spent months actually trying to write this and I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics of the final one that is actually on the album and it says endure take six seven eight question mark question mark which means it's probably my eighth retake at trying to write this song wow. um so <laughs> yeah it, it started i don't even know it was quite the journey but i really wanted to capture the concept like all of them have the same kind of thing but the concept that i really wanted was i guess god looking down or, or looking you know across to humans and kind of just saying guys like i, I know that you feel like in despair like right now, like kind of a situation where someone feels like giving up and like, you know, I can't even see any hope. I can't see any way through this. Like, I don't know how I'm going to endure. And then, so that's kind of like how it all opens. And then in the chorus, I kind of have this really light, like, just like, just breathe deep. Like, it's going to be okay. In fact, breathe in the knowledge and the truth that like God's grace is enough for you and you like are so, so loved. So take courage, like knowing that. And then verse two kind of talks about how God himself actually felt like you did at the start. Like he felt disconnected. He felt forsaken, um, particularly at the point of the cross. So I kind of bring them to that place where Jesus went through the same feelings. And then kind of the clincher at the end of that is like, and he actually did it for you so that you could be released from your own like feelings of hopelessness. Yeah. And so that's kind of the whole, like, I guess it's kind of just kind of a fresh, breathing in of the gospel and salvation and letting that revitalize you when you feel hopeless, I guess. Wow, it seems like a real song of revival, you know, continue to endure because God has endured for you and is always enduring for you. That is powerful. I would love to get some insight. You know, for me as as a musician, I always love to ask people about their songwriting process itself and (laughs) and how it came together in the studio and whatnot. Give us some insight into that. Okay, yeah, like it was actually a very interesting year because normally I just fly up to um, Reese. He's like a really awesome guy at Spinlight Studios and we basically we all just like work with him and, and record stuff um, just in one day and then it gets actually edited by him and then released to the world. But because I was trapped in Melbourne and I couldn't actually fly to Reese, I actually ended up buying some home studio equipment. Yes. Which sounds super rogue. And I like was so nervous about how it would all turn out. And I also got Kemi, my friend, to actually record the piano in Alice Springs. And then I got my friend to record a bit of keyboard kind of work on the other side of Melbourne. And then on the other side of Melbourne, I had a friend put guitar and bass on. And then I recorded vocals like myself in my room. And I just felt like, how is this even going to work? And I just sent these things called wave files, which I didn't even know what they were, um, yeah. to Reese, and he magically put it all together. And to be honest, like I was so nervous about this process, but I feel like in the end, it was amazing because I actually had so much time. Like I reckon I probably put like 20 hours of like thought, creativity, like layering into this. Whereas normally you just have like eight hours in the studio and it's like really under pressure and you're kind of like, oh, it could be ideas. But yeah, it was actually kind of cool in the end. Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. So, like, I see two things there. Firstly, it's like the, yeah. the bedroom style of making music that's become really pervasive in the last couple of years in, in all mm-hmm, areas mm-hmm. of music where people are like, wait, uh, mm-hmm. I can actually afford this equipment and just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but secondly, yeah. Carly mentioned this, this idea of the, the family of God coming together and, and doing something <laughs> awesome and creative. That's, that's awesome. Mm. 
Yeah, totally. No, it was so cool to pull on all those different resources and like it was so beautiful in the process. Like I loved connecting with each person that kind of added to it and yeah, it was great. Anna, so good. Look, <laughs> we are going to be listening to your song, Fill Your Lungs, right mm. now. It's going to be an immense awesome. blessing to us. But, yeah, thank you for joining us on the show and giving us that info. Mm. No worries. Thank you so much for having me, Lawson. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, will do. This is Anna Beaton with Fill Your Lungs. I know you feel forgotten. I know you're feeling scared. No, you cannot see hope anyway. No, you're disconnected. There's no way through. No, you feel alone, but these feelings aren't true. Would it help if you knew? He's right there with you. been told take courage and take hold he felt disconnected couldn't see through the grave abandoned and forsaken Jesus took your place all these Would it help if you knew He willingly went through this for you
Fill Your Lungs by Anna Beaton from the new A New Song Collective album, Endure. We talked to her a little bit about that song and it means to her. Really amazing stuff. And now uh, on the line with us, we have Neville Peter. Hey, hey, hey. Neville, we are so grateful that you could join us from the United States and talk about your involvement with this album. And, and I guess we're just going to, I just got to start with the question, like, how did this come about for you? Well, I met Carly, the person who put all of this together, through a mutual friend of ours, Sandra Enterman. And it's just been a real blessing to work with Carly. I guess, you know, it's kind of cool because I'm the only American. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> The only American that shows up on these albums. So Carly sent me an email and told me, well, we're doing another album and the theme is waiting on the Lord and persevering with the Lord and Mm. things like that. And so I had a song that I had written some years ago and I said, you know what, this song would be perfect, you know, because I was thinking about putting it on an album and I said, "Uh," you know, it never really fit well with any of the other albums I, I had done. And I had the song there, and I hadn't even performed it live. Mm. So I said, you know, this would be perfect. This would be perfect for this album. And it turned out that, you know, the theme of the album fit the song so well. Um, When I listened to all the other tracks, it's it's really, really cool. The Lord really blessed. Mm. Tell us about the song itself. I Will Trust In You is the title. You know, how how is that, you know, related to your journey? And and what was the context in which you really kind of came up with the song? Well... You know, trusting in God is something that every believer must do. All relationships are based on trust. Mm. But all relationships also have ups and downs. The the moments in the relationship when you're flying high like a kite and everything is going right. And then there are other times when the relationship has points where You're not flying so high and everything isn't going right. And then that's when you need to hang in there. And that's when you need to trust. And especially since God is the one who knows the future and we are like children to him and he's our father. There are times when we just have to trust him when we don't really understand when what's going on. And I had a period of of that in my life. I sometimes have several periods of that in my life where I, I'm not always certain what is going on, why certain things are happening. And it's in those times when you just have to say, you know what, God, since you're the one that created the sun and the moon and you're the one that tells where the planets to be and and so on, I'm going to trust you because you, 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 you already know my end from my beginning. So that that's really what what the song is about trusting God when you're not so sure when you're not certain of of the future or even the the ground under your feet you know you just trust in God you know that he has you in every situation Wow, powerful stuff. I have a question to ask now. This is from the perspective of, I'm, I'm a musician myself and I'm always interested in people's creative process of how you went about then, you know, recording it. Or, you know, who did you meet up with and, and that process and how long did it take? Give, give us some insight into that. 
Well, I have my own uh, recording studio here at home where I live. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm always hearing music in my head. But like I said, this particular time, you know, I had um, just had a really rough time because I I um, had some vocal issues mm. and I, you know, had written some other songs too because that one wasn't the only one that I had written. I had written another song as well just kind of to comfort myself through that time. So this was actually one of those songs and I was sitting at the piano just sort of noodling around just playing chords and then all of a sudden the lyric came the melody came and then i just sort of recorded you know the song just kind of like on the side and then carly approached me and then i said you know i'm gonna pull this song out and do it so i got my computer uh, out and i have uh, these virtual instruments and yeah, uh, yeah and stuff like that so i i i used um virtual instruments to really fill it out and make it sound as if I had like a full orchestra, but it was just, it was, um, just, just, uh, virtual instruments that I was using mm. and the Lord blessed that I was able to record everything right here. And then I thought, man, it would be nice if I could have my son sing on this yes. me too. This is the next thing I was going to so, ask uh, about. That's, that was, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 So I, I asked him if he would do it, and he said that he would. Unfortunately, he's not um, as crazy about music as I am, but he he actually has a lot of natural ability. Mm. But, you know, he, he wants to be an engineer. So, you know, every chance I get, I, I try to rope him in and get him to do stuff with me. And so happened this one worked out. So, you know, it was a real blessing. <laughs> wow, that is that is powerful stuff. Well, we're going to listen to that song right now. I will trust in you by Neville Peter. Neville, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. We'll be back right after this. Who can tell the sun exactly where to be? Who can hang a billion stars in space Out in a galaxy I have seen the many miracles That happen every day No one else can do So I will trust in you Who can bear my shame Cleanse my every stain. Who will stand with me when I'm alone and speak joy to my pain? Who can take my broken heart and give me strength to make it through like you do? So I will trust in you. I will trust you in the storm For in the end I will shine just like gold To know you in the fellowship of your pain and suffering 
for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.